Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Ashton McAllister. And me, Matthew Ali. And this is episode... 66. Yay! Yay. I like there should be a bingo number for 66, but does it go that high? 66, bingo is up to 100. So it should be two fat lit nasty idiot. Sixty six. Sixty six. Six. All. I don't know. Lickety split. No, that would be. That... I have no idea. I feel like I should. I'll be like, come on, not twenty two. Legs eleven. Two swans is twenty two, isn't it? Two ducks. So, I don't know what the six is. We need to go more bingo. <laughs> we were just chatting about bingo. Do you know what? I have never been to bingo. Never. No, no, I've never been to bingo at all. We had a bingo set as a kid. That's the only thing. I bingo can... is really good. It is really fun. But now, like, um, we went to Mecca Bingo a couple of, I don't know, end of last year. And, you know, in the old days, like, you've got dabbers, these pens, you've got paper. And now they've got machines that just do it on its own, even when you're in the bingo, like these, like, pads that they give to everyone. Um, so you just, literally have to do nothing. You literally have to watch it. Yeah, so. Clickety-click, 66. Oh, we went too far. That's what I'm trying to say. Are you checked it. What did you say? I said lickety split, but that wasn't the same. No. Clickety click. Yeah. When we were at Bingo, the guy used to go, he, he, he couldn't stop laughing because he didn't make any sense. He'd go, lickety split. You're like, he'd be like, and he couldn't get the numbers. So he had to keep looking at the boards. Clickety click. This great sounding rhyme sounds like a train steaming down a track. Doesn't sound like a train at all. Red Raw. <laughs> that was Monday night. And, hey, yeah. Monday night. Oh, God. I don't know why I said that. Tickety boo. 62. 64 Red Raw. Anyway, um, welcome to another episode, another week. Um, guys, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, can there be like first time listeners? I think there will be, yeah. That'd be amazing. It is. I think there will be. But, you know. Let us know if it's your first episode, because I'd be interested to know. I think there is. Also, welcome to our loyal listeners as well. Hello. Our uh, faves. Um, another episode. And happy to start off the episode saying that we have two new Patreons. Yay! Two this week. That's mad. That is mad. Um, All those little grinder and your little scruff. Oh, <laughs> stop well, There you go, you're just showing up. your most used apps. But it's not like a secret that I'm on apps. Although, just because you have the luxury of deleting them? <laughs> What's that question? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to know. Uh, we had a conversation today, actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Are we sharing this conversation? I mean, it's all the same, isn't it? We didn't really get anywhere apart from the fact that I feel like ever since last week where it was a bit like up and down, um, this week is very much like I'm super in it. So I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what next week holds. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like, you know, whatever. But yes, two new Patreons. Thank you very much uh, to Philip Hamlin for coming to Patreon. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, you know him from... You know him from rugby as well, no? I don't think I've ever met him. Seriously? No. He's from Ireland as well. But I think he's Ireland, Ireland. I'm from Ireland, Ireland. You're Northern Ireland. Still Ireland. You're basically Britain. <sighs> basically, that's true, isn't it? Uh, no. I... This is what the whole war is about. Apparently, so, 
Do you know the orange... Orange Order? The Orange Walk? The Orange Order? Yeah. Are they like one in like Irish? Yeah. So there was a post on the Multiple Sclerosis Society, MS Society, uh-huh. um, have an orange triangle as their like emblem. Uh-huh. And then they were having an event in Northern Ireland and they said, let's paint the roads orange. Oh, <laughs> and I was, and then yeah, someone from would post it being like, "I'll just leave this here," and I said, like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" And then after people had left it, that like the bottom and like, so I looked up at it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this has got some deep rooted, yeah, like issues." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Orange Order would march like on the twelfth of July, um, and that's when a lot of the trouble happens because the Orange Order form bands, and the bands parade to Catholic and Protestant areas. Catholics don't want them in their areas because of history, and. Yeah, usually back in the day when I was growing up, there would be like full on riots, bombs. Um, that's what the IRA were from because of the troubles. That's why the DUP are very, they're very orange, you'd say. Yeah. God, you learn so much these days, isn't it? So many things happen in Northern Ireland. These like, or just Ireland in general, like these should be the history books. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> because the ongoing thing we have in Ireland is English people aren't taught Irish history. There's so much history there. And the reason why English people aren't taught Irish history is because the English come across really, really bad in Irish history. A hundred percent. You know, but like, like most people are taught in the famine that, uh, like, stupid Irish people put a lot of like love in potato, and then when the potato blight came, they all died. Sort of like potato blight came, but the English kept stealing all the other crops and all the other animals. Like we, like the Irish people just didn't live off potatoes. They lived off crops and other animals. But because of the English stealing, stealing all the everything, food, that's why so many people died. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of issues to like just history in a lot of definitely like the UK and stuff. But I feel like now nah, I don't know a lot about American history. But if you want to learn about African American history, that's its own subject because history is always just this very like typical like you're only taught one specific thing. Yeah. And it highlights some positives, but forgets all about the issues that happened. Isn't yeah. it negative things? It's very self-serving history. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Sort of thing you'd see in 1984, the dystopian novel. I actually really liked 1984, and it's I wanted good. to watch a play of it as well. Did you? It did, yeah. It was really good. I did my dissertation in 1984. Oh, really? Yeah. But we won't talk about that right now. That's a topic for another day. But yeah, day. the MS Society, not this. Because one of the guys I was saying last year, he's actually, he works for MS Society as well. But we haven't spoken to each other. I was like, shall I message him and ask him, like, do they know that they've done this? But I guess they would have known afterwards. Yeah. But they were organising a walk for children, and it was one kilometre, five kilometres, or like ten kilometres, or something like that. <laughs> and they're like, let's paint the roads orange. <laughs> yeah, no, no way. Funny, whenever it is the season the 12th, they paint the roads red, white, and blue. Why? Exactly. What? <laughs> um, yeah, they do, because they, they, the 12th of July is all about unionism, being part of the union, being part of Great Britain. So they, they paint things red, white, and blue. Oh, God. But then there's people out there... Is this just Northern Ireland or Ireland as a whole? Uh, probably more Northern Ireland. I can't imagine. There's many places in the South that would do yeah. this. It, because then other people come along and paint the roads green, white, and gold. But when you say paint the roads, like literally paint the so roads, you, you don't have a curb. Yeah, you know how curbs are set, like each curb slab. Usually, the bees they paint like a curb slab red, another one white, another one blue. That's like ages. Probably don't have any time to. And then yeah, people come along and then they paint it green, white, and gold, or green, white, and orange for. Um, you know the ironic thing about the flag, green, white, and orange? 
It's supposed to be green for Ireland, white for peace, and orange for Northern Ireland. It's supposed to be... Both together? Yeah, peace. How do you know so much about this? I'm just... I read a lot. Oh, you did read a book recently. I've not read it yet. Oh, shit. (laughs) I know. It's a big book, and I've got so many novels to read. Um, So another episode... Uh, let's jump in, right, Mark. Hold uh, on, you only read out one page in. Oh shit, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come back. To this. <laughs> um, how do how do we go on such a tangent from Patreon? We said he's from Ireland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are we like? <laughs> what are we like? <laughs> what am I like? What am I like? <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> oh. By the way, everyone, Matt is totally croning all over my face right now. Sorry. I've been a bit ill this week. We don't think it's corona, though, do we? I don't know. But I've been fluey. Like, no, like not fluey, but like, um, phlegmy. Yeah. Mucusy. And I don't think that is. Phlegm. Like, sneezing and stuff, so. Yeah. And I'm not, I haven't got um, shortness of breath, so I feel like it's not. But I've no. got a real chesty cough like it burns right here. Mm. Yeah. The other Patreon. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to make sure you're okay. Okay. Um, the other Patreon came through last night. Oh, good. Yeah, and I was chatting to him last night, so I said thank you. And uh, it's Sean McNichol. Thank you very much, Sean, for becoming a Patreon. Who's Sean McNichol? Sean is my friend from Ireland. Oh, hey, Sean. Yeah. Cute, Sean. The pictures you sent me, I thought it was very cute. Uh, <laughs> the pictures, I... Uh? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just got his Instagram. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, no, Sean, he's, he lives in the next turn along. Um, from me, Dungiven. Good, given up his location, it's gonna get flooded. He's from the same time. Do you remember X Factor had the Irish guy Egwan Quinn? Owen Quinn. Quinn. Egwan is that they wouldn't call him Egwan, no, would they? Called one, but yeah, um, he's from the same place there. Oh, nice. Yeah, Sean's address is. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? His phone number is. Um, so yeah, guys, thanks very much for coming to Peter. I mean, guys, honestly. It's it one is. of the most amazing things ever. It is. We like. We feel very, very blessed. Um, and if you feel like you want to become a Patreon, you can just follow the link on our website and sign up to one of the tiers. One of the three tiers, Matt. You've got the basic P. Yeah. So that's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is two dollars, three dollars. It's about two pound fifty. Two pound fifty. Yeah. Then you've got the. I don't even remember the top and the bottom one. It's <laughs> <laughs> all that matters. Those verse good. ones are... You know one... what? She's not very first at the moment. Who? Me. All right. The, the middle tier is bougie. Bougie. Uh, bougie tier. And I, do you know what I was thinking that? Because yesterday, I'm going to talk about it, we watched Pretty Woman. Yeah. And I was thinking that shop is so bougie. Yeah. I should remember that now forever. Yeah. Which is $5. And you've got the sugar daddy. Uh, tier, which is ten dollars. Yeah. So depending on how uh, generous you're feeling, anything is welcome. And we'll use that type of money for paying for the software that we use every week, paying for editing, paying for um, new equipment. I don't know if it's worth because I think the main goal for us is to get this piece of equipment that will give us better sound quality. Yeah. And I, for me, that's our main goal, which is yeah, quite yeah. an expensive thing. Um, it works up to a few hundred pounds, and It'd be nice to get that so that we can have our own mics each. Um, and it, it brings helps. brings the sound together nicely, balances it all out. Um, it opens <coughs> it up. So, <coughs> guys, I'm really sorry about this. 
So on professional. <coughs> sorry. Ugh. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> Are you done? I didn't bring my. Okay. <laughs> you right? I brought like lozenges. Oh. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Okay. She coughed over me. I was. Um, what were we saying? Thank you for the patrons that we have, and yeah. we look forward to having some more. Yeah, we're in a new studio today. <laughs> we're actually out at Jordan's. Um, Jordan's cooking us dinner. He made one dinner already, and it was kind of slightly ruined. So now we're gonna have another one. <laughs> um, yeah, and I cooked dessert. And we we haven't told Jordan. Jordan really hates lime. Okay, it hates it, detests it. And I told Ashley that he doesn't like it, but Ashley was like, "No, my cake is chocolate and lime. <laughs> I will only put chocolate and lime in it." So we're gonna see if we eat the cake. Slightly different from what actually happened. I had already bought all the ingredients. And then you said, oh, I forgot to tell you, Jordan doesn't like lime. Detests it, hates it. Yeah. But I went to cook another cake this morning, but it wasn't cool enough to bring, so I had to go with the lime one. Cool enough? Cool, you have to cool it down. Why did you have to cool that one? That was cooked before. This morning? Yeah. Did you make the other cake? Yeah. So there's a cake at home? Yeah. With oranges in it? Oranges, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was going to make lemon pavlova, but I just ran out of time. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, how was your week, Ashley? Week has been all right, thank you. Um, work is busy. Oh, had a work trip up to Manchester. Up and down one day is a long day. That is. It's like a four-hour train, no? Two, yeah, but two and a half, three hours, and each of them were delayed. So we left London around 9.30 and got there for 12.30. Yeah, so three hours. Ugh. Um, it really threw me off for the rest of the week. I felt really tired. And I've been reading all about corona every single day. Like, I'm pretty much, because I'm sort of contracted a bit more, I'm, uh, <laughs> I made clarity with my boss. I just FYI, this contract includes sick bay. <laughs> FYI. Suddenly going to be off next week now. <laughs> um... Yeah, good. Weekend's been... I've seen you a lot this week. Lucky you. And I, I say that like... Uh, lucky us. Not just lucky me. Well, I'm quite busy in general. Like, I've always got a lot of things going on normally. Oh, okay. But... Um, I just sit at home week, and wait for you to be free, do I? Pretty much. Pretty much. That, you know, uh, you go and wait at chicken shops for taking men. Ah, uh, please. <laughs> I, um... We've seen you at the quiz, which is good. We didn't win. No, we didn't. We came second. Yeah, we did, yeah. Joint second, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we we had we got a new board game. Yes. I say we we didn't pay for it. No, John did. Yeah, my housemate did. It's called The Fury of Dracula. So we played that on Friday night, but that went on for hours. Like it was probably about four hours long almost. Yeah, because we were learning it for the first time. Yeah. <clears throat> and we went to watch rugby yesterday and we'll come back to rugby at the England Wheels game. Uh, we'll come back to rugby in a bit. And here we are today, catching up. Um, how was your week? It was quite long, actually. Like, work was quite long. I've actually been working a lot, which is unusual for me recently. Early starts, late finishes. That's um, probably why you're sick. You're not used to all this work. Yeah, I think so. I think my body's just drained. Yeah. Obviously, I've been a bit ill this week, starting on Thursday. And then, like, I went on Friday to Oxford. And I was on the train. And I just started feeling really, really bad. And obviously, everyone's like, are you sure I've got the corona, corona, whatever? And I don't think I have, but I took, like, the questionnaire online to see... Um, whether it could be and then they said the questionnaire said no mm. and then yeah but I just had a really chesty cough which has been really uncomfortable and this, like had to nap a lot which is not great but what we did do yesterday 
is we watched Pretty Woman for the... I, I watched it for the first time. The very first time. And if you've listened to the podcast before, I'm not really a film person because I can't generally stay awake. Like, even today, although it wasn't a film, um, I went over to Ed's this morning. Who's Ed? Uh, the guy that I've been seeing. Okay. And... I thought you meant, like, um, Edward Norton, the actor. No, no, no. Um, he's not fit at all. And... Within three seconds of putting my head down on the sofa, like to watch um, the reunion of Love Is Blind, I fell asleep. Ugh, what a shit show! You haven't even seen it. I watched one episode at your house. So good. No, it wasn't. So good, it's, honestly. Too much the reunion drama. wasn't good though, because like, I've watched um, a lot of um, Real Housewives of Atlanta before, and their reunions are wild. Like people are fighting and stuff and screaming, but this was all like very amicable. Everyone's like, you know, even though we're not married, we still really like each other or something. You know. Did any of the couples get married? Yeah. I bet you're And two of them are still are married. And this is a year later. Oh, police. Yes, police. Uh, police. What? Like, I'm not saying it necessarily, but they're still together, so, you know. I mean, it's a good business opportunity. I feel like it's like, you know, those, like, family things where they stay together, but they don't really love each other. You know, like, House of Cards? Although they do actually love each other. Mm. Um, The president and what's his face? We know where relationships... Who was it? Was it House of Cards or Scandal? I think it was Scandal. Where the, you know, like the first lady and the president stay together because obviously like it, it's, good, it's more beneficial for them. But they aren't actually in love with each other. It's Scandal. Is it Scandal? It is. Yeah. I, do think, I don't think in House of Cards they love each other either. I think they're just both power driven and they're drawn together because they work good together, work well yeah. together. Um, and I think some of those are like that. Or I'm, thinking of, I'm not thinking of those. I'm thinking of um, uh, Love Island. Sorry. Where they stay together afterwards, even though because they can go and make appearances and make money, but they're actually like not that into each other. Yeah, and then they'll all divorce, and that'll be another you know drama. Exactly, another page on OK Magazine. Yeah, what a mess! But how good is Pretty Woman? I love it. I thought it was really, really good. I was really upset because, and you even said it. You're like Matt. That should be you. Yeah, and it should be. I, I literally should be made to be that kind of person. You literally need. To find somebody who's going to treat you like that. Well, this is the problem that I had with the film. How rude was he? I mean, so, so rude and disrespectful to her. When it comes to dominating people, I love that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Imagine you. <laughs> Trying to hold someone down. Uh, no, I love being the other person. <laughs> Wear this. Okay. <laughs> She's like, excuse me, I'm speaking to you, stand here. And that's my problem. I feel like, I feel like I'm made to be looked after. In some respects, but I couldn't deal with being told what to do. Yeah, you couldn't have dealt with him saying, uh, I'm paying you to be on my beck and call. You'd be like, excuse, excuse me? me? Excuse you, me? Oh, my God. I'd be like, absolutely not. I'll take your money and leave. Goodbye. Oh, my God. I know. I can see, like, when you were pointing out last night, I could see that he was rude. But then I also, like, like we were saying, to him, it's a business thing. He wasn't looking for a romance. But he wouldn't let himself. Yeah, because, you know, he's got an ex-wife, his girlfriend's moving out of the flat back in New York. Lots going on in his life. He wasn't really wanting emotional hookups. So just to be clear, yeah. he has an ex-wife, his girlfriend is literally moving out of the flat, and then within five days of seeing someone, he's falling in love with her, and then says he'll pay his way. Now, this is love is blind, basically. Like, five days he's been with her, while his girlfriend that he's just with is in the house, and he's falling in love with her, and that, that's different to love is blind. Okay. Well, see, if any of the girls in Love is Blind was Julia Roberts, that would make a big difference. They're beautiful. They're not Julia Roberts. I mean, she's not that beautiful, to be fair. Julia Roberts? Yeah. 
Did not take a seat, please. She's not, honestly. Are you for real? I'm for reals, for reals. How is she not beautiful? I didn't say she's not beautiful. She's not that beautiful. Why, she's quite average. What, okay. what point of her is ugly? Okay. I'm not saying ugly, but her top lip. <laughs> she's the best smile. No, she doesn't. She's got like, this weird like lip, chubby lip. That's like, no, that's not for me. It's because she's white. I hate white people. <laughs> I really do. Cool. Should we move on? Okay. Pretty Woman is awesome though. It was really good. And the soundtrack to Brilliant. It's not, but it's not, that soundtrack's not like a soundtrack made for that film. They got a bunch of like, it's different music. songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's a good, it's a good, like all the songs on there are brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah, I do like it. It's good. Moving on. Let's uh, talk about rugby. Yesterday, England and Wales were playing rugby, and the in the Six Nations, and uh, the score was quite close in the end. So England won 33-30. Mm. Um, I think they were up at 33-16 at one point, but then Wales scored one of the best tries ever in the very first play of the first of the second half. Mm. And was this in the first half that this happened? It was, it was pretty much the first ten minutes of the yeah. There's a big old scuffle, and your baby boo, Joe Marler. Love him. Um, saw himself on the big screen, and then started fondling Alan Wynne Jones. Alan so... Wynne Jones didn't realize what was happening, and then realized and looked down. Yeah. <laughs> did a wry smile, but then looked at the referee and was like, well, the touch judge. Yeah, and was like, did you see this? Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I just find it so bizarre. Like, I find it really confusing. I mean, Joe Marler, I think, is crazy hot. But I also just think Joe Marler is a tiny bit crazy. A hundred percent. And, I mean, he's always advocated for gay rights. And, you know, he tweeted and I think he got blocked by Israel Falai because he kept telling Israel Israel Falai to take a seat, basically. Um, I mean, that's I love him. Plus, he's physically just crazy handsome. I'm just jealous. I just wish it was my balls he was fondling with. Oh my God. So like, we both giggled when it happened. It was quite funny. I thought it was quite funny. Do you, the thing is in the bar, we were in a very full bar. Probably, from what I imagine, the only three gay people in that bar. That's some assumption right there. Because then there was a I, whole hockey team, female hockey team around the corner. which it's so Gay men. Uh, I said probably. And I didn't see the full hockey. There was no hockey team in there, was there? Yeah, when we normally play the quiz. Women, yeah, that's probably why I didn't notice. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're like, we're in this bar full of men. I was like, there were quite a few women. I was like, what? We, this reminds me of the time we, were, we went up to West Hampstead for dinner once or Sunday lunch, and it they, we went in, and there was like this table that was reserved for such and such rugby team. We're like, oh, yes, coming at two o'clock is like quarter to two like we'll sit in the table right next to them so you sat down in the table right next to them and we're like oh ordering our food ordering the pints female rugby team comes in and we're like oh. <laughs> <laughs> never been so disappointed oh in my, my life <laughs> so I got the left I said this is false advertising can I have a refund that's so annoying I, we'd definitely be so 
Oh my god, Hampstead as well. Oof. I was like, sorry, girls, you're All in the wrong table. Right boys, yeah. You're in the wrong table, lady. Can you move along? This is reserved for the rugby team. <laughs> um, well, I mean, in the bar, it was only really us two that laughed. Like we laughed quite loudly. I giggled. At- no, we were all three of us. Quite, we all three of us like, what is he doing? Quite loudly. No, no, that's not happening. I mean, you are quite loud. <laughs> um, yeah well, go ahead I mean well it, I thought it was quite funny it made me laugh for I sure. thought it was funny but then it did it did at the time sort of made me think like you know I guess it is quite inappropriate and then afterwards you know people on Twitter and stuff and things were like if this was a workplace like this is at like the workplace that's basically sexual harassment isn't it because yeah. someone's just touching them. Yeah. And Andy Goode, you know Andy Goode? Yeah, yeah. He wrote it on his Twitter. Imagine if someone touched another man or woman up in the workplace and then someone joked about it on TV. People have admiration for Gareth Thomas with what he's been through and opened up about. But I wonder if something similar was done in a homophobic way. He'd joke about that. And he, we couldn't hear it in the bar, but did you hear what he said? I heard, yeah, he said, Garth Thomas said if he knew that was happening, he wouldn't have retired. Yeah, and they were yeah. all laughing. And then people thought it was a really poor way to handle it because it could have been an educational moment. Instead, he sort of like made light of what is potentially a... It's a, it's a citable offence, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is because it says if you grab someone's genitalia, then... But it didn't, it didn't grab it. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Anyway, saying what he did was fine, but you know, I think it would count as grabbing because, like, you can touch people's bodies in rugby accidentally, like you know, mm. when you do it. But like, it was obviously on purpose. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in rugby, I think it's quite interesting because like, in rugby, there's quite a laddie culture, isn't it? Which I yeah. actually think is like a certain level of like toxic masculinity kind of thing. I think a lot of it can be quite toxic um, to a certain extent when you've got to, you know. I think you're right, but I'd also say from the outside looking in, it comes across toxic. Like, imagine people, like, you have internal jokes within your team, don't you? Um, and it's only like, no matter, you know, depending on what the level of joke is, if you say that same thing to anyone outside the rugby, be like, that just sounds stupid. Well, that was my initial thoughts as well, because then <clears throat> even before we go into what Alan Wynne James said in like the press conference, I was like, well, maybe that's the kind of thing that would be, because they're like, you know, if he touched a woman like that, would it be okay? And of course, it wouldn't have been okay. And I've said before on the podcast and things in general, like I felt like when I've been in my workplace and someone's touched me on mm-hmm. my bum or something, I actually don't think it's appropriate, but then I don't feel like it's something that I would bring up um, then. Mm. And then some people are like, well, you can't compare the rugby field to a regular workplace, which I don't think is fair, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, somebody, I think it's still... Somebody's saying that, you know, it's just on the field. It doesn't really count. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, I would take this argument back because I, I can't remember if we talked about it in the podcast or not, but a couple of years ago, I can't never pronounce his name. You can't pronounce anything, to be fair. Yeah. The French player, Matthew... Bastero. Bastero said, the, said faggot, called yeah. somebody a faggot. And I said, and I, my argument was if, if I went to my work and called somebody a faggot, I'd be fired. And I thought he got it off of a slap in the wrist. So, you know, at the end of the day, they're paid to be there and that is technically work. So, Yeah. And when Jordan said, like, if he'd complained, he would have got told off. 
and he thinks that well yeah yeah if he had a compl- the way i understood that is he said he felt like he couldn't do anything otherwise he would have got a red card the bit that i thought he said is that as a captain if he was complaining he would have got told off i missed a bit about the red card oh maybe i made or something in my head um but he did say he wanted i don't know if he said it in word for word like he wants the world rugby union to to look at it i felt like he said he wouldn't consider it but that actually referees should be using their var stuff to to check that as well tmo tmo var is football isn't it sorry um yeah i think fundamentally and then twitter's really bad for it because like basically everyone's like are you overreacting if you think it's inappropriate you know and here's like the political police whatever you know yeah but i generally think it's out of order i don't think there is a place for it what what joe myler did yeah i don't even though i did laugh at the time yeah i'm like i agree like i i agree like i can't like as much as i love joe myler i can't defend it i mean i still think it's funny when i watch i'm like just watch i think it's funny because it's just so bizarre like why would yeah, you, yeah. why would you do that? Like it just makes especially like a professional like, workplace at like the highest level of rugby. Yeah, you know, like it, you're at the top of the pinnacle of your sport, and you know you're an model. example. Yeah, and to me it's just crazy. Like I find it funny that this this guy did it, and that's why I think it becomes a bit toxic because like that's the kind of behavior where people will follow that and see that because it was people laughed at it and it was like comical. It was like really like a bit of a shock, but then yeah. you could literally you could imagine guys doing that and seeing it both on the rugby pitch but then in other places as well because they think it's funny to do is yeah it's it, it comes again I, we, I was chatting to somebody this morning about it because they messaged me saying how is this not sexual assault and I said it is sexual assault it technically is it is sexual assault I said it's a bit you know it's it's you know it's different than somebody to me it's different than somebody going up for example he goes what if I touched a woman I'm like I said I said, well, I said, if a straight guy was predatorially touching a woman, that's very different. That's a lot sinister, a lot more darker. I don't think so. Really? In the sense of, like, I'm not, I'm not saying one's good and one's bad. They're both bad. You're saying one is worse than the other. One's worse than the other. I think if he was, for example, if, if it wasn't, because everybody's saying, what if, I, what if a guy touched a girl? If a straight guy touched a straight girl, then I think that's a lot worse because it's, you know, the intent is a bit more than uh, just messing around. No, I don't think so. I think it's the same. I think it's unfair to assume that because it's two straight people or something. But I think that, and even if there's like a sexual intent because they're attracted to them or not, to me they're the same because it's like, almost like exhibitionist or showing off. So at someone else's expense, even if he's doing it not in a sexual way because he's attracted to that person, but doing yeah. it to, I don't know, show off, I think that's still the same. So you, you class him the same as like Harvey Weinstein? No, that's not what I said. Well, like, well, Harvey Weinstein is in trouble for you know being a predatorial person and he does just on a lot more levels. But 
Yeah, that's worse because it's, it's like that's like a serial version of like the same like. But and I'm not saying that Joe Murdoch is. I'm just saying I don't. I thought you were just saying the example of one. You said one straight man and one straight woman. <coughs> I never said that, that particular individual like Harvey Weinstein. I'm not trying to say that Joe Milo is the same as Harvey. We may jumped a bit extreme. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, what if somebody was following a woman down the street and went up and grabbed her pussy, Donald Trump style? Is that worse? In, with the intent, with the intent to rape her. Well, I mean, I, I can't say whether it's worse or not. I, I just in your, I in your opinion, think, is it worse? I think. I think, if I'm honest, I think it's worth questioning because I think some people like the good thing about these sort of things. I guess, although some people think that people are too sensitive, is that at least there's a conversation that happens about the fact that Joe Man has done this, and it's not just bants it's something yeah else. i don't think it's fair to say oh, okay so what if a man went up and grabbed someone by the pussy and then raped her are they the same because they're clearly not the same no i didn't say rape i said with the intent to rape but if i don't know there was someone in the workplace i don't know a christmas party and then as a joke a woman's breast was like cut and then the man was like laughing oh a woman was laughing yeah to me, they're the same. What if a straight woman went up and grabbed another straight woman's breasts? Everything's... I think that's the same. I think that's bad. All right. Yeah. I, I, but people might... Resp- but but I think because people equate it to the response of the individual. So, um, you know, because Alan Wynne-Jones is a very large masculine man I'll assume, I don't know his background, assume that he's straight. Well, he's married with kids at least. In yeah. Way, so. That he should not feel, this is a situation where they don't feel like they could be a victim or should be a victim. People will say, you know, he he could not be a victim of this type of thing. Yeah. And not to say that he is a victim, I'm not trying to victimize him, but that's a situation where people assume that he shouldn't feel victimized, you know, because of his stature. Yeah. Which is not the case. No, of course not. And I'm, he might I'm... not feel mentally um, vulnerable. No. Whereas, you know, I, I'm, I'm never, you know, if people are, who feel vulnerable, if, you know, if you're a woman walking through a dangerous area and someone grabs you or something or in a workplace, you could feel more vulnerable. Yeah. They might not have the same impact on an individual, but like the actual action is still, should be seen as the same really. Like I said, I, I, I still think it's sexual assault. Yeah. Um, I. But again, when I read the article this morning, where Alan Jones, the way I, the way I read the headline on the article was that he hopes World Rugby look into it. Um, I was shocked to see that article because I, I didn't think it was that much of a big deal, and maybe that's something I need to look at myself about. I because I just thought it was funny, and I still think it's funny, but I just find it bizarre at the same time. I mean, I admit, I still find it quite funny. It's yeah. his face. Too much. <laughs> yeah, because he sort of smirks and says, like, I, don't, yeah, I yeah. don't have a clue what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not okay. No, really, of course not. And fair. obviously people don't feel like you can go up and grab anyone by the genitalia. But I think it's, I still, I, the thing that gets me, and that's why I, I do like, I, I think I do look at Twitter, especially when we come to like talking about things, mm. just to get the worst of people. Because some people are mad for it and be like, you know, 
in, in terms of the opposite being like, oh, he shouldn't be upset, or you know, these people who are commenting, you know, commenting on it. In basically, there was a lot of women that would be like, this is not okay, and then a lot of men would be like, why does everyone get so sensitive about it? Yeah, you know? and you're just like, well, I was in, I'm, I'm in a few rugby chat groups, or and again, they were just some people were like, this is the worst thing ever. Other people were like, people need to chill. <clears throat> um. I mean, the great thing is we all we're all entitled to our opinions. No, nobody's opinion is opinion is better or worse than anyone else's. Um, it's all just opinion. I think the facts are. Joe Marler could get cited for twelve weeks or up to two hundred eighty-eight weeks. I think. There's something like that it was a lot of weeks. Yeah. Um. That'd be mad if they tried to as an example and did the maximum number of weeks. Was it? You said two hundred and something. Two hundred eighty. I think it was. Oh, it was in the two hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I had it in my head as two hundred and eight, but that's probably not true. Well, it could be two hundred and eight. I um, I might have. Well, here I got it here. Uh, grabbing, twisting, or squeezing the genital genitals and or breast in the case of a female player, max two hundred and eight. You're right. Low end twelve, mid mid range eighteen weeks. Top end twenty four weeks max. 208. What do you think is an appropriate length? Oh. I mean, Joe. Um, well, it says grabbing, squeezing, twisting, or squeezing. He didn't grab, twist, or squeeze. I don't think it wasn't done. I think it's low end. I do. I think the minimum time because it was like. I feel like those those ones come when someone's literally trying to hurt someone. Yeah. You know, grab it and be like yeah. yanking on someone's balls or something. Yeah. Um, Which is reserved for the club, not for the pitch. Thank you exactly. very much. I still struggle sometimes. Because, you know, I try and be like as open as possible. but And I'll look at a video with like CBT or something. But fuck me, I'm at that thing, I, I don't know if I, I... And it's not a judgment thing. I'm just like, I just couldn't. No. I, oh, there's some things that I just can't go down. Like... But, but if Joe Marlin wanted to come and tickle my balls, I'd be open for that. But this, but then Gareth Thomas got slated for things like this as well. So us as like people within the community needs to like set an example, right? Um, and he is someone could have used that as an opportunity to say, you know, um, he's making making a joke, being like, "Oh, gay people love to get touched up in a game or something," you know, and and fit in with like the the this this idea of what like rugby lads are, yeah. And his, I mean, his his joke made me cringe a bit. That's the kind of shit I would joke. say. I know I would make that kind of shit up as well. I'd say that's stupid. And so it's, it's, it's... I get, But I guess you've got to remember like where your platform is, isn't it? Yeah. That's the thing the is, thing. I, I've never been, as skilled as I am, I've never been an international player yeah, for, yeah. for rugby. <laughs> so I'll never be in the scenario where Joe Marler will be tickling my balls. Yeah. If I'm ever in that scenario where... Joe Marler. I thought it was a funny joke as well, but it's also like you just need to remember, I guess, yeah. that you are representing a community in some way. Massively, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're a historical figure now. Historical um, figure? He's the first first LGBT. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he'll go to history for that. Supposed to be, they're supposed to be making a film about him. With Ricky Ricky Mickey York? Mickey Rourke? What's his name? Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Isn't he old? Yeah, the film fell through, but that oh. was supposed to be happening I would see that <coughs> but yeah that was that was the rugby that's pretty mad
<laughs> uh, what else do you want to talk about, Matt? Let's move on to something else. I feel like there's something else I want to talk about. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Now I know. What do you want to talk about? I can't pronounce his name. Adam. Arn. Aaron. Aaron. Shock. Shock. So for those who don't know, Aaron Shock is, was a US politician. I never actually heard of him, did you? I knew of him years ago, yeah. I Years and years ago, I remember reading an article about him because he was, he was a Republican and he was actively campaigning against same-sex marriage. Um, and I remember because he, he made the waves because he one of the youngest, at the time, one of the youngest... Um, Congresspersons. Congresspersons, whatever he was at the time. He was one of the youngest ones. At 27. Yeah, and I was shocked somebody so young would be steamrolling through an anti-LGBT movement. I, that's what, that's why I read it, and that's why it stuck with me. Plus, he was fairly handsome, and I think at the same time he had done a men's health shoot with his top off. So I'm, you know, he stuck around my memory for a bit, and I followed him on Instagram whenever he came on Instagram. Oh, way back when he was, he wasn't on Instagram. <clears> then, but yeah, I, I, I followed him on Instagram at least for the last year. Before he did what he did this week, even though he was anti-gay and he was Republican, you still followed him well, because he was hot. No, because I followed up. I, I wondered whatever. I was a couple of, a couple of well, about a year ago. I was wondering whatever happened to him. Like, why did he not go anywhere? Why is he never? In... Well, do you know why he resigned? I think it was because of some fraud thing. It was about how he's allocating like tax. He was using his money, yeah, taxpayers' money and um, donations, whatever it is, to, um, pay, for to pay for his lavish lifestyle. Mm. Well, we all know what that is now. He was on like gay yachts and stuff. Gay <laughs> yachts. <laughs> so he came out this week. That's the news, isn't it? So I read through week. that his his like statement and stuff, and I was like, "You have so much time." I had no time to read it. I read three pages, and I thought, "Right." I woke up today before six a.m. Accidentally, like I just woke up and I couldn't sleep, Ooh. so I read it today. But I was reading it because originally, originally when it came out, somebody on like Facebook or whatever, and people we know like posted about it, and I was like, I was going to read this article, which I'll talk about in a moment. Mm. But I was like, let me read his thing first and try and make my own opinion. And I did not like his statement. His tone was very, I found his tone odd. It was very like, oh, everything has happened to me, and there was. One thing that he's been stated for is that there's not a single apology for his no. behaviour. Yeah. He, in fact, looks like he's trying to bl- place, place blame on everything else around him. Yeah. My upbringing, like, my life, my community I grew up in, the yeah, church. He was like, uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton also didn't, um, were against same-sex marriage. Well, they were, but... But they also changed their views once they're in power and had voted yeah. to have, you know, same-sex marriage, whereas he's actively voted not to he wasn't a passive role in these things and didn't stand up for like the community he actively chose to yeah it wasn't um, like it was happening and he kept his mouth shut it was i'm against this i'll steamroll yeah yeah. anti-lgbt law and i always say and i said this other day you didn't respond so i didn't know what you were going to say but i would never out anyone never ever ever unless i knew that that person is gay and they are you said it's me in person I said to you the other day, yeah. And I said, well, that, well, I didn't say anything. You didn't respond. Oh. I thought you were going to say something like, you're such a cunt. I would the, never the, out anyone. The point being, I was going to say, 
I would out, I would definitely hundred percent out somebody who is trying to take away the rights of others. No, and I said to you, they wouldn't believe you. Well, yeah, but I'd still like them. I'd still make that rumor. I wouldn't do that. I think outing someone is one of the worst things you possibly do in the world. It is, unless that person is trying to tell me that I'm not equal to them. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't agree with that. I think that's I 100% wrong. would. Um, no, that's not fight. That's not right. You can't. You can't just because you. That's a spiteful move. Like that's a. Well, then call me spiteful. I would still do it. Okay, I think that's wrong, because then that's like an eye for an eye type of thing instead of being like it's okay, not, well I'll have. It's not an eye for an eye. Yeah, it it's, no, it's not. It's not an eye. If you're, it's not an eye, an eye for a thing at all. An eye for an eye would be, all right, if you're telling me I don't deserve equal marriage, I'm going to go against you and deny you're right. Is that, that's the whole two wrongs that make a right kind of situation. No, it's insane. If you're gay and you are trying to tell other gay people that they're less than straight people, then you're a bag of shit. Okay, I get that bit, but I wouldn't out someone is what I'm saying. I, I would never do that. I think well, we're different people. Um, but he's like, oh, he wants to be an example for coming out and other people following the story. He's <laughs> like, you are not an example for anyone. No. So I'd read like this article about, it's an open letter by this person, um, which I think is a, it's, it's quite a short read. So y- you might be able to make some time for it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on LGBTQ Nation by someone called Adam Sank. And I think it says he's a comedian. And he says, you are not welcome here. And not that you asked for our forgiveness, but you don't have it. Do you think that, and a lot of people would be like, you know, just because you've come out doesn't mean you should be a part of the community. What, do you agree or disagree with that? It's a tough one. I have to say, I, I think everyone deserves forgiveness. And it's, up to each and every one individual to forgive somebody like this in their own way, in their own time. I don't think just because you've come out, you should be open, welcoming, like open arms and be like, hey, welcome, all's good. Sort of like, you need to apologize for what you did. You need to work with, I mean, I'm not being funny, but I could 100% tell that guy was gay before he came out. He even wrote like being like, for those of people that know me, they would not be surprised or something like that, like yeah. in his first sort of lines, whatever. His Instagram for the last year has been the, the gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just thirst trap upon thirst trap upon thirst trap. It is yeah, literally, yeah. and it's like he's gone to like all these clubs with all these topless men. And I'm like, this is coming soon. I could I could sense it was coming soon. Like, <gasps> um. No, I think you're right. Like, people do deserve forgiveness, but there needs to be a sense of atonement. One thing he needs, needs to do is apologise. And in no <laughs> yeah. point did he apologise and say sorry no. for his actions towards the community he now wants to be a part of. Yeah. You know, and just because he has come out doesn't grant him entry into this because he didn't have a passive role. He had a very active role in trying yeah. to deny people their rights mm. um, or what we see as our rights, you know what I mean? Mm. And just just apologise. You know, start advocating for yeah um, the community because you do have a platform. Yeah. As well. 100%. He's now in a community where, thankfully, his motions were never put through and President Obama put through same-sex marriage. And he's now able to reap the benefits of that. And, it, and I just got such a bad distaste for, like, 
him as a person. And I guess, and I hadn't read anything else apart from his statement. I will say that. Yeah. I wanted to try and make up my own opinion, but I feel like there was a negative tone to it anyway. When I was reading through his thing, it was like, everything was like, oh, you know, I had to go through this because these people, there were a few, like, obviously he, he had to, Um, we just said it, he had to resign mm. because of his allegations, but it, um, it was never, what's the word? It was sort of never. It was never proven, sorry. Yeah. And then it was dropped because of like, apparently, um, the evidence wasn't collected and stuff. It's so gay. <laughs> but that was back when he was campaigning. That's probably a special night though, I guess. Or something. That was back when he was campaigning against same-sex marriage. At but... some barbecue. <laughs> wearing white jeans, a turquoise, a bright turquoise belt, and a thick pink and white check shirt. Um, Everything in his statement was like, oh, everything is against me. Um but I've come through and I'm better for it. You know, even during these allegations, stop it. Um, he showed me pictures of, you do think he's really hot, don't you? I think he's banging. Um, and I was like, he's just like, oh, he's like, everything is written. I'm just like, he's, and he said, he's like, I've just done so well to come out. Like, I'm just, I'm just so proud of myself. I've done so well. It's such a bad come out. It's almost it like. It's really bad. Do you know what made me think of, made me think of Kevin Spacey's coming out? I never actually listened to it. Oh, it was a statement. Um, it was right after he was he was accused of uh, sexually assaulting that fourteen year old boy, and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm gay." It's like, mm, wait a minute, <laughs> no, <laughs> let's take a step back here, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't like come out polishing this gay badge as if it's some way to overlook the fact that you allegedly grab. Some boy's penis at a party. Even though we know that like he's been going around grooming loads of people. Yeah. Which is really bad. Mm. Anyway, I don't think that Adam... Aaron. Why are you saying Adam? You're Adam on the brain. <laughs> um, well, the big question that we had... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he still fuckable? Would you fuck him? Would you have sex with him? At this point in time. Like if he was, you were, were out in the club and he's there grinding up against, coming your way. Do I know who he is? Yeah, you know it's him. Oh, wait a minute. Two questions. You don't know it's him and then you knew it was him. How would that go about? Like, oh, he started chatting to me. We're like, then I'll be like, I'll go to the toilet. And then you'll be like, Matt, do you know who that is? That kind of situation. Well, no, let's say he comes up to you in the bar and he's like grinding up against you. His top's off. He's sweaty. And he's like, let's, let's get out of here and go back to yours. You're like, oh, all right, well, would you? And I don't know who he, know is. Who he is. Of course I would. Right. You go back to his and then, you know, you do the deed. You put your, uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a sex reference for your penis. <laughs> <laughs> your meaty javelin into his sludge pocket. Um, and then the next day you're like, oh, hooked up with this hot guy. You take a picture, send to me. I'm like, do you know who that is? And I said, that's the anti-LGBT campaigner. What would you do? I'd laugh. Would you stay in bed? Oh, I'm there. there You're in. still there, yeah. Um, nah. It depends if we were having a nice chat earlier on that day. <laughs> if we got to know each other. Yeah. Um, if I'd done it, I wouldn't mind. It's beforehand. I don't think that's the right question. Would you do it now if you know it? If you time out. What the... you, of course you would. <laughs> of course You've got I no would. shame. I... He's not that I've got no shame. I look out for myself. Like, he's banging. 
I wouldn't get rid of them now. I would 100% get rid of them now. I would have no qualms of getting rid of them now. I know. Yeah. But I've been chatting to somebody else and I won't say who it was because he posted that he would also. Oz? And Do I know them? No. Lies. You know you don't. Um, and we were chatting anyway and he messaged me saying, Do you know I got a lot of, like a lot of people came at me for saying that I would sleep with him and I'm like, of course you would sleep with me, he's hot. And he goes, yeah I would. I'd just be extra rough though. Oh, he would love it that the fucking dirty bitch. <laughs> he went there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean he is. Oh, he's so hot. You can tell that he wants to be told like you're a fucking piece of shit. You can <laughs> see it in his face, Spit in his face, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Um, read this article on LGBT Nation. I think it's really interesting. Oh, I don't have time. It's really short. How long um, is it? Listen to this. It says in December 2010, as President Obama was working to lift the ban on gay service members in the U.S. military, he made. And this is a letter, so he voted against the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Yeah, of course. And he noticed he omitted that issue entirely in his non-apology. The person keeps saying, your non-apology note, which it is. Mm. Um, in fact, Aaron, his voting record against the community was so heinous that the human rights campaign gave him a zero rating, a zero. They have this, like, they rape people on their human rights, and he got a zero. And then... <laughs> He was under, oh, I can't think of any English languages, but they thought that he was stealing money to fund his lifestyle. So he had to resign. Yeah. No. He, he is... And then he's like, oh, God, I've been through so much, but I'm so glad I come through it. Hopefully I can be an example. Hey, LGBT friends. Please welcome me with open arms. <laughs> welcome me with open legs. Man. Oh my God. No. And you know, there'll be a whole bunch of self-hating gays that would take him in. The ones that just want him. It's true. I'm not a seal. Yeah, you are. I know you don't think you are, but you are. You think I'm self-heating? Yeah. All right. Look, I guess you figured, hey, I've got a hot body, so I'm sure they'll be happy to welcome me here. Well, guess what? Aside from morally bankrupt few, we're not. You are not welcome here. Coming out does not undo or justify the harm you've caused us. Your sad coming out story opens no doors. I love how this guy thinks he talks for the whole LGBT community. I mean, I think it's great that he's putting my voice in there. Well, yes. I mean... He doesn't hate himself as much as you hate yourself. I mean, I don't hate myself <laughs> at all. Yeah. I just, he has a point, but I also don't think he has the right to sit and say, you're not welcome here. He's not the fucking queen of... This is a bitch much. She says, and speaking for myself, if I ever see you in one of our spaces, you can expect an ice cold drink in your pretty face. Pretty face. What a shitty bitch that person is who wrote that. Why? Pretty face. He has got a pretty face. I know. I wouldn't throw my drink in someone's face, though. Not that he should or would. No, of course not. But I wouldn't waste the drink. If it was water. Yeah. I was saying someone asked me this, like, what drink, what is my drink of choice? What drink I don't like? I can't think of a drink that I don't like. Tequila. I, I think tequila is so delicious. Tequila. I have only ever been in two fights in my life, both of which. What did that bitch do? I've been in on tequila. Her heels. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, two fights in my life. Tequila was drunk both nights. Did you start the fight? Yeah. Oh my god. That means I think I also think it's like cheap tequila gets me just my blood boiled because I also remember the night I was with my ex, and we were 
I'd come home and we, do you remember our old house? We had the open roof and, um, one of them was with your ex. No, no, this is, this is, we no all out brawl on the balcony. No, this is another night I've drunk tequila and I was fine. Huh. We we got we were out for a night. We were both on separate nights out. We got got back. He was in bed. I came in smashed. Went up. I woke him up and said, "Get up." <laughs> and he's just like, "Why is it?" Because I want to drink more. And he's like, oh, "I'm too tired." I'm like, "Okay." Well, I went up to the roof and I put the music on, and I played Mickey Nicki Minaj, Space Starships, on repeat for like an hour on the open roof balcony, full blast. And um, woke him up, obviously, because I wanted him up. And I just remember us drinking, pump, oh, I can't name the tequila, Patron. Yeah, tequila. So we were drinking, like, he got a, a fancy bottle of Patron for his birthday. We just both drank that on the, naked on the balcony. Naked? Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. And then the little Christian guys who lived downstairs, a gay couple lived below us, the little Christian guys, they came up and complained and how they have to play organ in the church the next day and they didn't appreciate us playing music full blast all night. That is rude. You'd hate that. It is, but I also didn't care. No, absolutely not. I was just like, your cat stinks out the hallway, so <laughs> your opinion means very little to me. <laughs> so yeah, tequila fights. That's the only drink I don't like. But I don't think now, if I'd seen him in public, I would want to have sex with Aaron Shunk. It's good. It means Shek. that more chance for Shek. me. Shanky? Shlong. Aren't long. Yeah. That's it, guys. Yeah. Another episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a lovely week, Ashley. I hope you have a nice week. I can't wait to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a busy week ahead. Yeah. But I'll talk about that next week. Yeah, next week. Let's, <laughs> let's wait until next week. We need to go Jordan's cooking food for us. Yay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.